Hello there, you're welcome to another interesting edition of Sports Africana, um, your number one African podcast show, where we talk about various sporting stories, issues, um, developments, or pertinent topics that is making around in the world of sports, particularly as it concerns Africa. My name is Oba Adiola Amokomo. And on Sports Africana, as I've always said in time past, we like to tell our stories, celebrate our successes, and talk about some of our failures and see how we can progress or do better. Remember, you can listen to us on all the major sporting, um, all the major uh, platforms, uh, web, web, web platforms such as um, Spotify, Stitches, TuneIn, um, Apple, Google Podcast, and many more and just download them and please we really appreciate your feedback let us know give us your comments even the bad ones would like to know about it as well too um today is very, very interesting uh, we're going to be talking about um, a topic that um that has been quite around for a bit and it's very very relevant as uh, when it comes to contemporary sports and that is sport media rights Yes, sports media rights. And um, I've got someone who I believe eminently qualifies to talk about it today. He's been around for a very long time and currently is the um, vice president um, Sony Entertainment and that's what distribution section of Africa. It brings me great pleasure to introduce to you Kunle Falojo. Kunle, how are you doing? It's nice to have you around today. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Oba. Thank you very much. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah. Um, as I said earlier on, you've been around for quite a while. You've been in the sports media world for a very long time. You've had a, a lot of accomplishment. Um, before we go deep, can you just tell us what exactly is sports media right? Yeah. Um, thank you. And, and thanks for the thanks for the introduction. Um, yes, you know, I, I, I'm very, I come as a very lucky and privileged to have walked around um, some of the biggest media rights in uh, particularly in football and, and some even some, some athletics as well um, during the Olympics the, the FIFA World Cup um, well, three times I think 2006, 2010, 2014 I think I was fully involved um, in the acquisition and distribution of those rights and then exploit of the, of the rights as well the English Premier League, the other Champions League as well as La Liga, um, Europa League, all that. So media rights really is, is, sim is simply the the um, the rights that are granted or that are made available by the owners of the of the property. I mean, so you you have a football event, and um, which primarily is going to be um, available not just at the stadium for spectators, but also um, outside that. So. So the, all the rights are available, whether they're on demand, whether they're linear, whether it's for television, whether it's for radio, um, uh, whether it's for um, internet exploitation, whatever it is, these are the media rights. So um, what, what, what we're talking about then is how those, those rights are, are, are governed or, or, or determined and, and the, the rules that guide them and how they are commercialized, really. Um, as you know, I mean, the sports events have grown to the level they've gotten to now from where they were before because of the amount of revenue that media rights are able to get. I mean, the FIFA World Cup, for instance, is now, regardless of the countries being played at, 
generates three, four billion dollars um, during that year. Most of that comes from um, uh, from, from from media rights. So that's that's kind of what it is really. Wow. Um, so uh, basically, for there's what a lot to unpack there, but <laughs> it, it's it's just to give you a quick uh, uh, over, over, overview of, of those rights. Wow. So basically, um, from what you just said, money is involved in in in, in the absolutely. North. It's all yeah. about money. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, talking about media rights, and I would use the Premier League as a case study in this question before we begin to take um, our journey backwards. Um, the Premier League is one of the biggest exports from the English Football League. Uh, it started way back in 1992 and it's one of the leagues that has been watched across the globe today. So talk us through, um, in the UK for example, the media rights for um, the TV broadcast is um, is, I think it's between Sky and BT Sports and recently Amazon Prime that's an online first online platform now how do I mean just give us a um, talk us through how these rights are being distributed or what are the yardstick that the organization in question like the Premier League Limited for example will be looking into before distributing a right to a particular TV station across the globe. For example, in Africa, I think Sub-Saharan Africa, most um, most of the um, the rights is owned by um, I think Super Sports. And I know at some point in time, the organization you worked for, I think that is Optima um, Sports Media International, acquired the rights for Terrestrial TV at some point in time. If I'm right, I'm not too sure. But can you talk us through the process of the acquisition from? the um, parent organization that's the premier league for example um i mean the, the way it usually happens is i mean and this slightly it might differ slightly from organization to organization but the the um the, the methodology is always kind of similar uh currently what what they actually do is the, the cycle of rights is usually about three years so every three years, they, they put out a tender, um, uh, and then the tender would define the package of rights. And, and so in some cases, they might define package of rights and say, you know what, we only have pay TV rights. Um, and at, at, our technology and, and advancement have also kind of altered that as time is important. For instance, um, up, up until about 2006, there were no specific OTT rights included in, in the in the in the Premier League. And what is OTT what is it, what is OTT um, right? OTT is over the, over the top. Anything that is not linear. It's, okay. And it's not regular TV transmission. Okay. Whether it's, it's been seen by internet most of the time. So okay. As internet grew and advanced, that became a major um, platform as well. So so required now for those media rights to be carved out. And also, in fact, as time went on, you know, with, with advancing the mobile phone, they started even um, creating um, mobile clip rights, for instance, where they realized that was also important. Uh, they started creating um, internet clip rights. 
uh, internet playback rights. So, so they will look at all the available opportunities for for those <coughs> pictures or images from the Premier League to made available, uh, and then the Premier League will kind of look at okay, you know what? This year, these are the package of rights that we have. So um, it might, for instance, say we have one package which will be available for pay TV. Usually, pay TV rights are always most expensive because of because of pay TV, um, and they usually have almost 100% of all the uh, rights to everything that's available. And then, in some cases, they might now make limited available limited rights available for free 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 to win. In this country, because of the peculiar nature and because it's been played here, you have the blackout at 3 p.m. So uh, no, usually until COVID, of course, no matches played at 3 p.m. have been available on TV. This was kind of to protect um, spectator, spectators uh, coming to the stadium. So that, this is why the broadcasters determine a lot of times, uh, the, the name broadcasters like Sky Wars until BT came along, determine a lot of time how the matches are kind of played. So that's why you have Super Sunday matches played certain time. You look at the quality of matches that are played at Super Sunday as well. They're they are made for broadcast. That's why, you know, like that. Then you have matches played at 5.30 p.m. and then some at 12 p.m. Those are the ones that are shown on TV. You can look at those matches. It's going to be blockbuster matches. It's going to be usually top six matches. Uh, and you look at 3 p.m. matches, you see that most of them are not um, the top, the biggest draws. Mm -hmm. So so that's why at that time, you know, those matches are kept off TV. This is all to protect kind of the interest of the broadcast right. Because at the end of the day, it is the broadcast rights that, fund, that is actually funding the Premier League. Mm. Look at it, the amount of money that's coming from broadcast rights. So what they do is, going back to your question, so they would have decided the best way, not, and please, this is not just commercial, but to make sure that um, one, the clubs are getting um, fair representation, the matches are getting a good amount of coverage across the world and in the UK, and taking also prognosis what's happening in the UK at this time, so they use that to kind of create the packet of rights. And then this is a tender uh, um, is issued. And then brokers, um, broadcasters are allowed to kind of, you know, tender and, and kind of try the Premier League. Uh, we kind of we want this right. We can afford it. This is what we're going to do with it. On, the, on that basis, Premier League will look at the best bid. And the best bid wins and the brokers are awarded. That's kind of. In a, in, a, in a nutshell, how do I would. So um, let's look at Africa now. Um, um, if you in in sub-Saharan Africa, apart from the northern part of Africa, uh, the um, the main rights of Premier League, for example, is um, Super Sports. So which is being shown in Nigeria generally. Um, why is it that? Uh, because I mean, it's been and ongoing discussion on the media social media platform about people complaining about the fact that um, the the, um, the 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 providers they charge exorbitantly um, in my opinion I think is affordable if I convert it to where I am living here but obviously we have to speak the language of those living there there is this complaint about because of yeah. lack of competition, um, they are monopolizing and exploiting the system and um, there is the discussion of why there's using Nigeria as a yardstick now why there isn't a 
local or indigenous um, satellite provider or or um, service provider to air this uh, some of these Premier League games. Those are the discussions. I know recently the federal government in Nigeria have put some sort of clamp down. But can you explain the reason why Super Sports is uh, monopolizing um, the system, the the, um, the Premier League rights at the moment? I, I don't. I don't think monopolizing is 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 the right word to use. I don't think it's fair on them. Remember to say they're monopolizing the rights. I think what if I mean um, they've invested in the rights, and and if you look at Nigeria particularly, wasn't the first time. I mean, we've had high TV win the rights before. Yeah. Um, and we've had Gateway. Remember Gateway won the rights even Pan African. Gateway TV came came along briefly. Um, I mean the thing is they, they've. At the time when nobody saw, saw, saw the value in those rights, they, they did. And they made an early investment. Um, and the Premier League, you know, in their wisdom, um, rated back in the rise that they could afford. I mean, pay TV, pay, TV, pay TV itself, the nature of it, by the nature of it, needs, you, you need, in order for it to succeed, you usually need some provider rights. Otherwise, you are not able to convince people to kind of subscribe. You are not going to attract premium subscribers. You don't have premium rights. I mean, that's, that's how it is all over the world. Sky had the premium program leg rights for a long time. And the difference though is that in the UK, for instance, you can also get Sky on Virgin. You can get certain channels on Sky on Virgin. You pay extra for it. Which is what you don't have elsewhere. So maybe that's what needs to be done. Maybe it needs to be just so that people, uh, other kind of pay TV um, providers may be able to maybe have Super Sport 3 or 4 or 5 or whatever it is available on their platform as well. But I, I don't think it's fair to say, oh, they monopolized it. I mean, you know, it's not it's not their rights. They've been able to pay for it and afford it. Um, and, and to be fair to them, high TV got the rights, didn't survive for whatever reason. I mean, ITV practically kicked them out. So at, at the time when ITV, I mean, it's also in the interest of the Premier League that there are other people who can afford the rights. It isn't their interest. I mean, so so if if there are other, for instance, now what they are earning in the UK is gone up almost sixty percent because the of pandemic. BT being involved. Well, the BTB involved. I'm going back to when BTB okay, came on. Okay, okay. So because because that opportunity is there, it keeps the competition high. Aye. It keeps the value high. Now, if Sky was the only one who could afford it, the Premier League won't be where they are. And then, also in terms of viewership, you know, you now have a more diverse viewer or audience as well. Because, you know, so. So it's, it's not in the interest of Premier League to, to keep it localized, but also it's in their interest at the same time um, for, for Super Sport or whoever it is to succeed so that they can keep paying. So, you know, there, there are two kind of um, point of views there that you can look at. So I don't think they've monopolized it. I think they, they've taken advantage of the situation. 
um, as any business should. I think they've done a good job of it. They've made it work. Um, and I think they deserve the, the returns they're getting at the moment. And, and, and the door is never closed to anybody who is able to compete with them. The door is never closed. But you just need to be your books, um, make sure for your, for your um, the, the business dynamics that you're, you're trying to uh, exercise makes sense. If it doesn't, you know, you you have a sort of blame. I'm, you know, like one worker said to me many years ago, many years ago, said the, the mortuary is littered with the bodies of people who have tried um, and failed at pay TV. <laughs> right. I don't know whether that, I don't know whether that answered your, your, your question, but you know, I, I don't think it's monopoly. I think it's it's just the fact that they, they have the early adopter um, kind of advantage. Mm. Um, and, and we've not had a serious contender um, take them on. Mm. I mean, when I said monop monopolize, um, obviously, because they are, the, they are the major players, and for you to monopolize yeah. something, you must have invested in that in that system. So, which they've sort of yeah. had, but obviously, um, you know, I'm, I'm just sort of echoing what I I see on the on the social media um, space now. Um, yeah. So now, which now leads me to the next question. Um, you, you you said something which is very very important important in in the course of your explanation. You said they've um, they made an early inroad into for for for, um, for argument's sake into Premier League, for example, and they were able to do what they needed to do. Hence, why they are getting the dividends of probably. Um, having the rights across Africa generally. What can, <clears throat> let's say, for example, what do a local TV station need to do to be able to generate, what do they need to do to be able to generate that kind of income to be able to say, let's say, for example, AIT, for argument's sake, wants to uh, put in a bid for Premier League. Obviously, they can't afford it. That's why they are where they are at the moment. But for a local station. I didn't, I didn't quite, yeah, the thing I didn't quite say, I, I didn't finish it, I wanted to say. So remember that, and, 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 and I'm, I'm kind of say, I'm proud to say that I'm one of the people that I was in the meeting when it was decided, when we went back in 2006 to kind of um, lobby the Premier League to allow um, additional kind of um, um, broadcasters to uh, additional licensees. Uh, and what they did then was they, they changed the packages of rights and they created what they called the package C back then. So that's the package A, which was all the matches every week, every single thing, every single right, um, every single program that comes with it, every single ancillary rights, that's package A, and the main package, and that's also allows you to do pay TV. And then the package B, which also allows you to do pay TV, but doesn't have all the rights, I think you have Three matches or two matches a week, um, and then so then I was a package C, which was created as because of our lobby, so the free to air rights. Okay. So for them, free to air rights was not exclusive because it's going to be on the match will be on pay TV anyway. But you have a wider, I mean, pay TV in Nigeria. I think maybe out of the 30 million TV homes that we have, maybe in Nigeria, maybe you have. Um, uh, 3 million homes that are pay TV, 
and of that maybe that one million is only is is net is DSTV. So so in terms of so there's still a lot of ground to cover. Mm. So what what the what that what was package of rights package C back then free to air rights did was increase popularity of the League. So there was only one match every week, but the um, daily or Yusuf or wherever it is who would not, would not afford DSTV were able to see at least one match. I'm able to experience the the quality of the, the quality packaging of the, of the Premier League, um, and and also see highlights, and then that 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 increased. If you look at it, you see that the the period of the exponential growth in terms of Premier League um, support in Nigeria coincided with that time when it was it became available on free to wear. Okay, look at it. That's what the future. That's what. The, if you look at all the other media rights owners as well, or the or the, or the licensors, um, you see that they all kind of followed suit, and you have that package of free-to-air rights, which is not everything, but gives you enough taste to give the the, the Premier League coverage. Because the coverage is important. Because if, if, if Premier League is not popular, it won't be worth what is worth. If it's not popular, then hundreds of millions of dollars be paid for it so they need to ensure that it remains popular that the appetite is high the desire is still there the fan base is still there it keeps increasing this is why um, the value keeps going up mm. so but in terms of and that's and and if you remember when i was at Ozmi, we, we, we only ever played in the free to air um world because and in the free to air world what, what you, you 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 generate your income through sponsorship and, and advertising they're mm. not getting sufficient money. Okay. So you're, not, you're not getting anybody paying you. So your main source of revenue is advertising. So you pay lower license fee, um, you get smaller amount of, of, of actual um, matches to show, but then you have access to kind of sell that. Because you have a higher viewership, you, know, you have a higher penetration, you're on free tour across the country. We're going to more homes. We're just it's limited number of matches, but limited programming, but at least you have so you're able to generate so I mean just the point you're trying to make about okay, how can someone like AIT I believe those rights are still there. I I, I don't know what they've done in the latest iteration of, of the rise. I'm not sure what the cycle is anymore. But every they, they would never kill off the future, no matter what sports want or anybody wants, they will never kill off the future rights. But that that that's that that encourages, that increases, that helps with the with the with the it's more like a promotional set of rights because it promotes the Premier League, it ensures that people are still watching it, and it ensures that um, the fan base is 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 sustained and retained, and then ensures that the pay TV rights are still valuable. Mm. Even, for, even, for, even for people like DSTV and, um, and, and Sportsport in talking of Africa, the free to air rights help. The same way, uh, much of the day helps here. Mm. Much of the day is the only free to air rights currently that are available in the UK, but it helps. Even it though it's an highlight, but it's still. It's highlight, but it helps, doesn't it? It ensures that you, re you really want to see. I mean, you saw the highlights of Man City versus Liverpool, was so good. Next time they're playing, it might mean that you want to subscribe to, to Sky because you want to see the real match. 
so so that's what the footwear rights and the highlights kind of do uh, in, in Africa, where you have limited number of workers who can actually afford it. Mm-hmm. Um, so so on, on that on one side, on the second side is part of the problem that we have is also the fact that um, the 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 media industry in Africa is not at the level it should be yet. It's grown, but for a country like Nigeria, for instance, I'll give you an example. As an example, um, the advertising revenue in South Africa, last time I checked, is about $1.2 billion. You know, TV, uh, pay TV, free TV, and all that, add it all together. That's, that's what, in a year. Um, in Nigeria, it's about $300 million. $300 million. Now, that is, that is, the, that is the pot from which the broadcaster would end their revenue. So that's what this pot is going to support an AIT, who's not pay TV operator, to be able to um, fund the acquisition of, of TV rights. You see what the problem is? Yeah. So if you are not able to generate the right amount of revenue, and you're not going to pay TV, are you going to be able to use a cartoon too? So you're not able to afford, afford those rights. So now, that, yeah. So it's dependent on, from what you've said, it's dependent on the revenue you can generate. It's, it's, that's, that's, that's a, that's a major factor, you know. That's a major factor. It's not Burnley is not a charity. Yeah, they are not. They are not able to. I mean, the reason why players like Ozil are earning three fifty thousand pounds a week is because of that. You know, is is that's where it's coming from. Hmm. You know, if 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 so, if they're not if they're not earning that kind of revenue, so it kind of trickles down. Burnley needs that revenue. The brokers are able to generate it. They're not generated, they can't afford it. Mm. So, so Supersport have paid hundreds of millions of dollars over the years. They're probably the second or third highest um, uh, in the world in terms of the, the kind of license fees they pay. Mm. So, you're saying that so, after the likes of BN Sports, um, Supersport should be. Coming yeah, close. I mean, they are close. That's what they pay. Right. They pay. Yeah. That, that that's quite interesting um, revelation that you made there. Now, I'm now going to go back a little bit local. You know, uh, we've talked about Premier League. Now, um, I'm going to talk about the Nigerian um, Professional Football League, the MPFL. That's what it's called. Um, quite a while back, I think about two years ago, up to three years ago, um, Super Sports were doing what Sky started with the Premier League, which is to sponsor, or not to sponsor really, to acquire the rights to show the the Premier League and some other leagues in Africa. But I think um, yeah. I think two years ago or three years ago, I'm not, I can't remember. They pulled out okay. and. I will be honest with you, all the years that they were putting in, uh, they acquired the right for the Nigerian Professional League, some of the clips I've seen, 
I always ask myself one question. What is the value for their investment? Um, empty stadiums, poor maladministration of football clubs, poor stadium management. Basically, when you watch some of the football games, they don't look um, too good to the eyes. They are not, um, for want of what, it doesn't um, promote the value of the game on TV, if I may put it that way. So why do you, why do you, what do you think the NTFL should start doing to ensure that they'll be able to attract this sort of, um, because I, I believe, I'm a believer that it's possible. Nigeria is yeah. a big market yeah. if we do things right. So what can they begin to do to be able to attract TV rights, not on the basis of sympathy, but on the basis of the fact that there is something to give in terms of value, commercial value? Look, great question. And uh, for years I've been passionate, I, I was passionate a lot about Nigerian Premier League, and Nigerian Football League. I mean, I, I, I growing up, I, I, I support shooting stars and I went to see them play. Um, and then I grew up in Abeokuta, I used to support Abel Abeoks. Well, I, I didn't like Abel Abeoks. I kind of, <laughs> kind of, you know, I just kind of put it there. Then I used to kind of watch, I, I used to watch um, Concord, when it became Concord, I go to Ashiro Stadium. I've climbed, when I was a kid, I've climbed, climbed hills to, to the stadium and see what was going on. And I remember in those days, um, in the, in the early 80s, mid 80s, um, if you're playing the FA Cup in Lagos at 4 p.m., by 12 noon, the stadium is jam packed. And people come, I mean, if, if um, someone like Ranchers Bees or whatever is coming from the north to come and play in Lagos, people would have traveled down from Saturday. Um, so we, we love football. Um, that's not it. No doubt about that. I mean, otherwise, we're talking about how valuable the Premier League is, how many people kind of define themselves by how they support Premier League. We know all that now. Um, but the problem that we have is the packaging of the sport itself. Um, there are a lot of problems. I mean, the Premier League, the Nigerian Premier League needs to be redefined. Um, you know, there needs to be a lot of support. I think we have, there's so many problems. Is it, is it the fact that state governments are own, own some stadiums, uh, some some clubs, and not being run properly? Um, I mean, otherwise, Iimba should have been one of the biggest clubs in Africa now. What they achieved, but they only achieved that because they were they had the support of the governor who loved football for like eight years. After he left. That dwindled, they're not able to maintain it. But if this club was being run properly, it's an independent club, like other clubs over the world have been should be run, we won't have that problem. So so we had the problem of government intervention, we had a problem of poor infrastructure, we had a problem of poor officiating. Um all these create a situation where don't have clubs that could retain and retain the best legs. Mm. Um, our players would rather go and play in Malaysia, Malta, Indonesia, give me one of that backwater 
big name than than remaining in the Grand League on one side. On the other side, because of how unstructured this the league was, and I think it's getting better, to be fair, you've, you have players who remain in academic clubs than than start playing in um uh in, in, the, in the league itself. Now the academic clubs um where these players remain this this would be you know because the agents wants to make sure they can transfer the players abroad uh without problem. Now all that needed not be if we had a league that works. I, I keep saying that the Grand League had the potential of being a multi-billion dollar industry mm. if the right focus is put on it. Mm. Now, without the right product, look, TV is about eyeballs. It's about value. Um, TV will follow eyeballs, right? TV mm. rights would follow eyeballs. Mm. Look, an individual could decide to buy the rights the Premier League, mm-hmm. if they think they will get value for that. But right now, the way it is played now, right now, the way it's organized, the fact that next week the league can say they are suspending for the next six weeks for no reason, all these kind of things means that nobody takes it seriously. Nobody even remembers it. And how many? St- I mean, the Bra- Brazilian league went through a what I would say, uh, a, re- a reinvention a few years ago. And after that, we saw that they started retaining their best players. Remember, remember that Neymar was not even allowed to, to, to leave for, until he was 23 or so. But, and, and it wasn't a hurry to leave. The clubs were able to pay him what was going to end in Europe. I mean, I think they were paying about $100,000 a week or so. In Brazil, that was decent. Even more, I can't remember. Now, um, then you also had players now returning to the Brazilian league. So, so the, the followership, the engagement with the fans continued. So we have to go back to the basics to, to ensure that people will feel safe, um, feel engaged, um, feel involved with those clubs. I don't think it's a lost cause. I mean, like I said, growing up, I I, I supported Shooting Stars, I supported Leventis United, and uh, you know, at, at the same time, we still supported other foreign clubs. But they, they were the primary thing for me. If that if that is done properly, then then TV would only enhance that, and then TV will able to will now be able to will now use that. Um, uh, TV will just will just leverage on that. And because of that, now generate more revenue because brands will now follow the eyeballs. And then this the revenues will come through. So they need to go back to the basics, look at the organization, look at the infrastructure, all the things that I think they know. I don't think this is news to anybody. I think everybody knows that. And 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 run this as business. Run the Premier League is a business. They have a CEO. They are run. They, they are run like. I mean, they are run like any other major media organization is run. So, so they're not run. They just, they're not just a. It's not. It's not. A, it's not a volunteer service. It's a business. You know, the the product CEO is gets paid, gets um gets paid by the board or the product. 
The Premier League is made of all the clubs in the Premier League. So, so again, I, I, you, 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 I mean, I'm glad you mentioned that bit. Um, I recently had an interview with someone, and the person I, 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 I posed the question to him that who owns the Nigerian Premier, Nigerian Premier Football League, and the person actually had to pause me to go get it out from the statute of the MPFL. And from what he read, the Nigerian Football Premier League is owned by the NFF. However, it contracted the management to the league management committee. Company. Yeah, company rather, sorry, com company. Now, the Premier League Limited in England is not owned by the FA. Rather, the no. FA sits as a referee body to regulate the it's rules and regulation of the game. Yeah. So again, that yeah. there lies the problem. It's yeah. meant to be privately owned by football clubs. And again, yeah. you can still see an intertwining of the NFF and the league. So again, here lies the problem, which I think um, would sort of hinder development. Because I am an advocate of private ownership. When I mean private ownership, I'm not just talking that's, about. That's the only way. That's the only way. It's the only yeah. way forward. So, and I'm not talking about private ownership of clubs. I'm talking about private ownership, a private league running on its own. The NFL in America, it's private. The NBA, it's private. I, I don't know what your thoughts are. Yeah, yeah. Look, I, I agree with you completely. I think that, that's the only way. That's the only way the league can fulfill its potential. It's got to be private. It's got to be out of the clutches. But that's where they can now manage their funds, and they don't need to rely on on, on the government. It, it, it can be a business run for profit, and then they will do the right things, put the right things in place, uh, ensure the right environment, the right atmosphere for the, for, for private clubs to also succeed. And and they will definitely, by all means, be regulated by the Nigerian uh, Federation, like, like, I mean, like, you know, I mean, every bank is independent, right? Yeah. But they are, they are also subject to the central bank. Yeah. Central bank don't own them. Yeah. But they cannot operate properly without the central bank saying, you know, the bank can shut them down. So you can, you can have that. You can have the NFF as a regulatory body, but they must operate independently. Yeah. And each of the clubs must also operate independent of government intervention or government involvement. So they can have a share, but it must be run by the board that is independent. So this is where we can get the best. And then they can they will make the best decisions, they'll make rational decisions, they'll make business decisions, they'll make commercial decisions. Commercial decisions because they'll make it because they say, oh, um, two plus two, I must end four. Otherwise, I mean that's that's commercial decision. They're not just making, not doing it for sentiments or for or because of a political ambition. Or no, they're doing, they're making commercial decisions. And then when you've done that, and then the club, the, the football club is, is should be more than just, you know, a team. It's it, it, for I mean, each each Nigerian Premier League club should should represent their area. Get a, Involved in society, get on the community, do all that, and 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 then so that they can they can now they have to have a, 
an ambition of having a strong fan base who, who see the club as theirs, who own the club. So this is because it's their, it's their money that will be the first level. They, they are paying week in and week out to support them. This is the first level of revenue. It is when that is in place that you can have a decent club. A decent club can retain decent players. When you not have that, you have a decent league. And then that decent league can have a good coverage on television. And then, when you're going to do you attract even more money. Let this change. This is how it's going to work. I mean, the, the South African um, Premier League don't have the best players in Africa. But they're the best league in Africa. Because of organization, in terms of um, viewership, in terms of spectators. It's not the best, but in Africa, it's one of the best. And, and you can see the clubs are run properly. You know, they're run properly. The players are paid decent money, decent wages. You know? Um, and the German players go there to play. You see, most of the SADAC, South African Development Area um, kind of um, uh, countries, they all have players who play in the South African Premier League because it's, it's, it's well run. It's decent level. And that's why it's the, the South African Premier League, right, is very valuable to the sports world. But there's a, there's a strong, uh, I mean, if, if um, Orlando Pirates and um, Kaiser Chiefs are playing, mm. it's a shutdown. <laughs> it's a shutdown. It's one of the biggest debits in the world. You know? So, I mean, we have a lot. Why it's painful when it comes to Nigeria is the potential is huge. We just haven't learned properly to, to um, actualize that. Right. Um, in, well, as we begin to kind of round up now, uh, so wh what do you think, um, why do you think Super Sports pulled out of, you know, um, the TV right for MPFL? It wasn't just Nigeria alone. There's some African countries that they pulled out of as well too. Why do you think they felt that, well, we have to pull it out now? And what can attract them back? Uh, I don't want to speculate too much on, on why, particularly, but I, I, uh, you know, I, I don't know why they did it. It's their, it's their, it's a business decision, I think. But I know they did it in Kenya, did in Nigeria. But I, I can only kind of say um, what I think might be the reason why they pulled up. I, I don't think they were getting value. Um, I don't think the league was working with them the way they should have been. Um, I, I think I think it was a time when they, they were also trying to cut, cut costs across the businesses, and it was easy to just say, "Look, what is the value of this this rise to us?" So I think I think maybe in the German Premier League or league, league manager company, whatever it is, took it for granted that they'll always be there. Look at it now; I mean, it's been two years or so, or three years. They haven't found a replacement. This is that in itself is all the proof you need that they made the right decision to pull up. 
because what they were doing was was a charity in a way. Because mm-hmm. if 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 the if the league was growing at the way it should have been growing, then somebody else should have picked it up straight away. Mm. Do, do you think that if they decide to pull out of the English Premier League or La Liga today, there won't be a taker tomorrow? There will be. <laughs> so that, that I mean that's that's all I can say. Mm. You know. Well, for me, that's all I can say. That that that's that's a proof of that's the only proof you need. That mm. they probably took the right decision on under the certain, under the under the current condition. So it's it's not it's not. I mean, a league. There was a time when the Bundesliga wasn't quite big. Why is it big now? Is it because of some benevolent broadcasters who decided to 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 pay for it? No. Even the, even the English Premier League did not. Sky did not decide. Oh, let's save the league. No. Value was created first. For now, the Premier League decided one of the created league there will be an elite league that will have this and that. And they created that Premier League. They created that English Premier League uh, model. And and when they did that in 1992, it was after that that the brokers thought, you know what? This is going to be something big. What these guys are doing, fantastic. One part of it. And then the money rushed in. So it's not, it's, it's not the other way around. We have to do the right thing. Get it's a product, right? It's a product. If if you if you if you if you make t-shirts, you know people won't buy because they think buying it make it better. They buy because it's good. Right. Um, thank you very much. And just to let you know, um, the MPFL recently signed a deal with a media company called Red Strike. And I, I think, that. yeah, I think it's meant to be an online platform. Now, my question to that is, how many people can um, successfully stream online in Nigeria? But I know it's getting better, but when you compare it to where we are, it's different. So we can only hope that um, it sucks um, and the, the partnership succeed. And now, and now, see, look at it this way: the success of that of that of that of that partnership would would would, would be. Um, a result, sorry, or rather, would depend on whether people watch it and return. Mm. So if if people are going to enjoy the production, enjoy the matches, uh, uh, be able to follow the players, follow the teams, that's when it succeed. If not, you're not going to go and watch it because oh, I'm I'm, I'm longing, I just want to watch the journey. No. Watch the first week, second week. After a while, even your patriotism would would um, would fall under the demand. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. Oh, thank you very much, Kole, um, for um, shedding light on the aspect of media rights. It's been very educating. I've learned quite a bit, and um, I hope we, we hope to have you back soon. Um, once you've Gone on your sojourn of um, the break you've taken from um, sports <laughs> and football. Um, you, you, you've you've gone to world of entertainment. Uh, but, well, but um, we hope to have you back in the sports form very soon. And um, there you have it. 
um, listeners, um, you can again go onto our various platforms. Please um, listen to our platforms on Apple, Stitches, um, Google Podcast, and leave your comments as well. So we really appreciate your feedback. And until we come here again, um, when we come with another interesting topic, title, or story, stay safe and have a good day. Thank you.